you ready to dip in? Welcome to Season 2 of the Divine Intervention Podcast, where your hosts, Freya and Holly, bringing you the pod where lifestyle meets spirituality. Let's chat about personal growth, navigating life, and raising our vibrations together. New episodes dropping every week. Woo! Let's take the plunge. Welcome back, Dippers, to Season 2 of the Divine Intervention Podcast. Friar, I can't believe we're in Season 2 already. Season 2, baby, and it's also a new year, 2024, lots of new energy. We took a little bit of time to regather ourselves, regroup, reassess, and now we're ready with fresh podcasts for you guys. We're so, so excited. So today we're going to start off with a little recap because we still need to touch on what you did in Bali, Holly, and how your experience was there. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to yeah recap 2023, see how we felt about the year, maybe some takeaways, some lessons, and how we're feeling about 2024. Yeah, so excited to get into it. Let's start with the card and the astro news. Astro news for the week. I pulled a card for the whole year ahead and I asked for a general energy for the collective. So the card that came up for 2024 is the Hierophant, which is one of the major cards in the tarot, meaning this will be a big year for all of us with a big lesson in there. The Hierophant is linked to number five and number five in numerology is often a number of a little bit of instability. But this card also holds the key to what to do when you are experiencing changes in your life and also what to do when you want to transform and level up, which is exactly what we want to be doing in 2024. This is this is amazing. I love this guidance for We need to glow up. We need to glow up. We need to get a better version of ourselves. So the Hierophant carries very traditional energy and also very much spiritual energy. It is saying to you, if you want to learn more, go out there and find someone that can teach you. So look for those people around you that can pull you up higher. Look for studies, look for courses. If you want to try something new this year, great time to do it. Just make sure that you have people with the knowledge around you to do so. Also, a lot of answers will be found for you this year in your spirituality. So if you feel uncertain where to go, how you feel about certain things, dive deep, meditate, Perhaps find facilitators that you resonate with, go to sound healing, go to circles, do past life regression a little bit deeper. Whatever you feel drawn to, really tap into that energy. And because the Hierophant is such a traditional figure, it is often also a sign of deeper connection with those around us and can hint at taking the next step in your relationship, which is a great year to get married. And it so happens that I am getting married this year. This is perfect for you. Perfect for you. Perfect for me as well. (laughs) Um, Ryan, if you're listening, this might be the year to pop the question. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. No pressure. Um, But yeah, so a lot of good traditional energy around lots of change, lots of time for transformation, basically level up in 2024. Mm, I actually really love that because change and transformation are beautiful words to take into 2024, you know, so because we don't want to stay stagnant. We don't want to just do the same old shit. Yes, we don't. We want to leave that in 2023. Amazing. Okay, let's get into the astro news for this week. So Mercury retrograde has officially ended and 
I know everyone who knows about Mercury will probably be very thankful that this has happened. Thank you very much. So for those that don't know much about uh, Mercury retrograde, Mercury represents communication, travel, and technology. And when it goes into retrograde, it actually does this several times a year for three weeks at a time. But when this happens, we might experience communication breakdowns with the people around us. We might have technological glitches with our devices, our internet, anything like that, or travel issues. So you might, your car might break down. You might miss your flight. You might, there might be delays, uh, traffic jams, all of this kind of thing. So this chaos tends to happen uh, during Mercury retrograde. I definitely felt that. I feel like I got in your car last week and I think your Bluetooth or something wasn't working. Do you remember? Yeah. And then I got in the car the other day. It was actually on New Year's Day to drive to yours, which said, and then my Bluetooth wasn't working either. And I couldn't see how because it was connected and the music was playing on the thing. But it didn't work. Yeah. Mercury retrograde. It's classic Mercury. I've had so many tech issues and so many mm, awkward conversations just because the other person hasn't understood what I mean or I haven't been understanding what they mean. So, yeah, uh, touch wood, no major travel delays or transport delays for me. So that's It's good. so good it's over. And I feel like a lot of people would have maybe noticed that it was also a full moon around the 27th or the 28th of December, which I know is a little bit like a week, week ago. But still, I just find it so fitting mm-hmm. that the energy is around the end of the year, the very end of the year, meaning that we all need to leave behind what is no longer serving us. And I'm so keen to do that in 2024. Yeah. So that that full moon that happened between Christmas and New Year, that was a full moon in uh, Cancer. And so that would have been all about shedding whatever's getting in the way of self-care and nurturing. So that was that was some really good energy during that time if you were able to actually slow down and notice the moon, because I know it's such a chaotic time of year. Um, The other thing I wanted to just mention was that this week, uh, January 5th, actually, Mars is entering Capricorn. And so Mars is our planet of get your shit done. Mars (laughs) Mars is this planet of action, drive, projects, aggression, conflict, that kind of thing. And it's entering Capricorn, which is amazing. We have a lot of Capricorn energy in the air at the moment. Uh, but this this Mars coming through Capricorn is really going to help us set our goals and keep them grounded, keep them practical, but set the bar high as well because Capricorn loves to aim high. Capricorn loves to achieve success, achieve those goals. So with our planet of action traveling through Capricorn, I feel like this is great for 2024. That is great and it ties in so well with the Hierophant. So if you're thinking of making a change, perhaps you've been thinking of this in 2023 or the final months and maybe you think I should wait a little bit until we're further in 2024. Don't do that. Start it now. Find a new job if that is what you want. Start a new study. Find a new hobby and get it done with the Capricorn energy. I love it. The guidance for the week ahead. The week ahead. Okay, let's dip back in time to 2023. So Freya, tell me what were some of the highlights of your year? 2023 already feels ages ago. I was so ready to shed the skin of 2023 and move on. Even though I had a really great year in 2023. I think I've said this to you before, but I feel like obviously we had COVID happen. Would it have been 2020? 2021 I don't know it feels ages ago yeah but it was definitely something that lingered around for a very long time even when things started to ease in 2022 I still felt like I couldn't travel like I had to be very careful with a lot of things and I feel 2023 was the year where I fully could release that 
and everything sort of started to really come back to normal again. That was definitely a highlight of my year. Just that things were starting to become normal again. Hmm. And we all were able to live our lives a bit more and we were all a bit more free in that sense. Another highlight for me, obviously, was getting engaged, which is such a huge life thing. It feels bittersweet because if everything goes right, this only happens to you once in your life or you hope so. So I'm kind of sad that I will never be proposed to again because it's honestly, it's like the nicest thing to have done. So yeah. And then um, I visited home, of course. I had my bachelorette at home in the Netherlands, which was amazing. My friends did the best job ever. It was honestly so good. So I feel like those were big highlights. All in all, it was a year where I feel my transformation started, which sort of lines up with my, um, what is it called? The return? Your Saturn return. My Saturn return. For four or five years, I was not really happy in my career. And I feel like I made a lot of changes in that. And I kept coming closer and closer and closer. And 2023 was really the year that I realized I will only be fully happy in my career if I'm fully out on my own. Mm. And this is the year that I took the actual step to do it, which was in August or August, September this year. And honestly, it feels so good. So that was definitely a big achievement for me as well. That's huge Capricorn energy. Huge Capricorn energy, which I'm excited to hold on to in 2024. For sure. Yeah, I just feel like I the last year years I've done so much. I've been through a transformation. And now it's time to keep actually getting the work done instead of worrying, is this the right thing for me and trying to make changes? I feel like I now landed where I need to be and I just want to put my head down and work. Amazing. So what would you feel like your biggest lesson was from 2023? Trust yourself. Oh, she knew it. She knew it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it just came up for me just like that. Yeah, honestly, trust yourself. I feel like I doubted myself a fair bit, even though I'm quite a confident person. I always felt like if there was something that would make me feel fearful or uncomfortable I would just be like "Eh, okay maybe I will wait a little bit longer maybe now is not the right time and I really grabbed those distractions but this year was the year that I decided no I'm gonna trust myself and I felt more and more that I am the person that I can rely on the most because I can show up for myself the most I can control what I do almost every yes So my word of 2023, I always have a word for the year, was surrender. And I feel like that is something that I really did. I surrendered to my intuition. For for example, with going out on my own, Mm. I surrendered to that feeling, to that urge to do it. And instead of being fearful, oh, do I have enough clients? Am I set up properly? Do I need to do this for it? I was like, no, I'm going to surrender and just see where I go. Mm. And I feel so much better for it. Yeah. Would, Would you say that you lent more into your spirituality in the process of surrendering? Definitely. And I feel like a big part of that spirituality is also intuition. Because obviously intuition is linked to our spiritual feelings. And certain spiritual practices like meditation, visualization, sound healing will bring you so much closer to who you truly are and your intuition in your core. Obviously, last year was the year that I started to facilitate sound healing sessions, meaning that I would attend them more frequently. And it's different as a facilitator, but still you're in the vibrations the whole time. And I feel like that really brought me closer to my intuition because every time the session was finished, I just felt so much more aligned and so much more centered and clear on what I wanted to do. But... 
I do want to incorporate even more spiritual practices in 2024 just to balance out those tendencies of mine of just really wanting to work and really wanting to be organized and being in that very masculine energy. I want to tap into that floating energy and just see where things go. Mm. So would you also say that that was maybe a big challenge for you for 2023 to surrender? Like, did you find it easy or did you find it hard? I find it hard. I find it really hard with a lot of things just to go with the flow. But I did it. You did it. But I need to do it a little bit more. I feel like health is a big thing where I could do it a bit more. I feel like I need to trust my body a bit more. And this is something that I've been thinking about the last couple of months. I some The other day, I think it's a couple of weeks ago, I think I told you, I had the worst stomach ache out of nowhere oh yeah i felt like it was out of nowhere but i ate three burrados in two days so <laughs> i may say that maybe it wasn't i don't know she loves cheese i love cheese and i really didn't drink any water so it makes sense but i feel like when i have something that is a little bit off in the health department i'm like oh geez what is going on is it ever gonna pass is it gonna get better so i feel like i need to trust my body a little bit more I know. Love that. This is a thing for 2024, though. We're going to work on that in 2024. (laughs) Anyway, so obviously, Holly, you had a big year where you spent five, almost six months in Bali overseas, basically on your own. Yeah. Was this a highlight? Was it everything that you expected? That's a hard question. Oh, yeah. Okay. So obviously living in Bali for, I think it was five and a half months, all in all. I have to say that that was the highlight of my year. Like, obviously, I've always wanted to live and work in another country. And there was a little insecurity fear in me that thought it would never happen. Even when I started to plan Bali, I felt like it would fall through somehow. But I got there. You got there. And, oh, it wasn't all roses, that's for sure. (laughs) I had a beautiful time. It was very challenging as well. Yeah, 100% the highlight. Spending, Spending so much time by myself, Mm-hmm. that was a highlight just I felt like I needed to create space in my life you know mm-hmm. I often call myself the little hamster on the wheel or the drowning hamster like just like trying to get everything done has a very busy life and I honestly felt like I had to remove myself from Australia yeah. to make that mm-hmm. space and remove I think the external factors basically yeah mm-hmm. and it's interesting because coming back from Bali I'm still facing some of those same challenges that I was encountering with the busy life before I went to Bali and so I'm like obviously I didn't have to remove myself from the country but it definitely helped creating that space for myself and I'm in a very fortunate position to be able to do that you know I don't have too many responsibilities and I have a very supportive partner and so going to a beautiful country like Bali I've also never been there before so I just Mm -hmm. kind of jumped straight in and did five months so good yeah do you feel like it was challenging for you to be on your own for such a long time yeah uh, yes, I know. Like I'm a very independent person, but I love the people around me and I tend to spend a lot of time with others. And that is the Aquarius nature. You know, we love people. We love socializing. We love helping others. And in the same breath, though, we're very individualistic and we do need that time. And I just wasn't making that time for myself. So spending time on my own was great. It was wonderful. It was definitely an adjustment, though, like going from being surrounded by people all the time and having my partner with me because he traveled with me for the first month and then came home. So then I had four or four and a half months literally like without him. You had me for two weeks. I did have you for two (laughs) weeks. And I had a couple of my other gorgeous friends popped over to visit for a week here and there. Uh, I think I think it was probably three and a half months when I added it up. So that's a lot of time. It is a lot of time. And mm. it's something that I'm proud of, for sure. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, I think I faced a lot of 
I don't want to say demons, but I faced a lot of shadows when mm. I was over there. And that, that comes out when you spend a lot of time on your own. For sure. And I think this is something that I really admired about you is that you said before that you really feel called to create space for yourself when you're there. And I feel like you really honored that feeling because when you are away and you're on your own after a little while you would have had moments where you felt a little bit lonely and I feel like you didn't go out and force to meet people you just sat with those feelings of feeling alone and work through them to get to more insight which I think is such a good thing to do and you probably learned so much from that oh yeah there was definite moments where I was just like man I'm so lonely and I would instantly grab my phone to look on social media or to text a friend or to organize a FaceTime and I kept catching myself being like no let's just spend some time on your own, sit with the feelings. I did way more journaling than I have done in the last few years. I did so much journaling in Bali, which was great. Beautiful. I sat and pulled cards. I got back into reading. Like I love reading fiction books and I just, I just fallen off. I just hadn't done it for ages. So I got back into reading and that was just one of my favorite things is taking a book to a pool or the beach and just spending time in the ocean and reading my book in the sunshine. And I did so much of that and it was just glorious. Beautiful. Do you feel like the transition coming back, have you been able to maintain that space that you've created within yourself or do you feel like you just slipped right back into the habit of planning 500 different things oh 100 there's no oh. <laughs> freaking way that I have been able to keep that space um don't don't get me wrong I was so excited to come home and be with all my people again and integrate back into Australian life because the way of like the, the way of life in Bali is so different it's so simple uh I was sitting at a coffee shop on my last day in Bali and it had just started raining so that was kind of interesting the rainy season kind of just started as I was leaving and I was journaling about it and I was having this hesitancy of coming home I knew I wanted to come home but I was just like where are these hesitancies coming from and literally straight away I was like I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to keep this beautiful space I've created in my life not to mention I was coming home I think I got home mid-November and it was just straight into the silly season you know yes. we had parties and festivals and Challenging. all sorts happening and so now sitting at the start of 2024, I'm very much like, okay, what did I learn in Bali? What did I learn about myself? What do I now recognize that I need? And how can I start to actually integrate that here? Because, yeah, you can't just keep running off to Bali for five months when you need space from everything. <laughs> Well, maybe you could. Maybe you could. Well, yeah, you can do anything. But <laughs> You can yeah. do anything. But I think it links back to what I said before, which is one of my things, like trusting in yourself and having your own back. Mm -hmm. Like you are in control how much space you create. And it is going to be tough for a little bit because you're going to have to let go of certain things that you had in your life or minimize them. But it's so important to keep that space. And you've learned now that that is something that you need and that you want, and that you feel better when you have that in your life. Yeah, exactly. And that is like the biggest lesson from the year is knowing what I need. And I need that space for myself. You know, I've always been someone that's been very on the go. And when I was younger in my 20s, I would just go and go and go. And now that I'm a bit older, I'm in my 30s now, I'm very much like, I'm not wired that way. I'm not a triple fire astrological gal, you know? I'm air, which means I love to chat, but I've got some earth in me and I'm I'm slower. I'm not built to go a million miles an hour seven days a week. So learning that about myself, needing that downtime, needing the quiet time to myself, prioritizing alone time, taking myself on solo dates. That is one of the things that I loved in Bali, you know, taking myself to coffee shops. I even went to beach clubs on my own. And yeah, I met lots of people. I made friends here and there. 
but I was also very cautious of not letting anyone cramp my solo time as well because I just needed that time on my own. So that was, yeah, probably the biggest lesson I took away was learning what I need and what I need is more time for me. That is beautiful. Yeah. You need to hold yourself to that in 2024. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. What was your word of the year? Was it space? Oh, it wasn't space, actually. Okay. It could be. It, it could, could be. be. But I think one word that really got me was expectation. And I remember mm-hmm. talking about this in season one, about whether you are consciously or subconsciously setting an expectation on something. And then when you're faced with the reality, you then in a, like inevitably face disappointment and so expectation was something that I was learning to release yeah you can you can plan things and you can put your hopes and your dreams out there and everything but we can't control everything and if we are expecting things to go a certain way you're going to end up disappointed because life happens yeah and you get attached to the good feelings because often we hope that things are going to turn out really nicely no one hopes that something turns out less than they expected so it's that attachment to it that then when it's different we're like uh I didn't really think of that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think the expectation, my word, also um, flows into your word of surrender because I was becoming aware of myself and how I was having these expectations of my time in Bali and I was thinking, is this going to be all I thought it would crack up to be? You know, Is this going to be what I had hoped? And I was very much like release those expectations. You just need to surrender and know that, whatever experience I'm having is the one I'm meant to have. So yes. as soon as I kind of took my hands off the wheel and went, you know what, it's okay if you don't go and do that thing that someone sent you on Instagram or it's okay if you don't do that thing that you popped up in a dream. So, yeah, just releasing those expectations of how I thought it was going to go and accepting it for the experience that I was meant to have. And so that was, yeah, that word expectation was definitely Definitely really prevalent for me. Well, I'm very proud of you and I'm very glad that you're back. All right, so let's talk about 2024. I'm so excited for the new year. But I thought instead of us reciting our New Year's resolutions, I'm going to go ask you a couple of questions and you're going to have to answer as quickly as you can. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Holly yeah. is not prepared for this I'm segment. I'm not prepared at all. Let's go. But let's go. Let's fire it. The key is as fast as you can. <gasps> uh, you have some time, but the first thing that pops in your mind. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. Color of the year. Green. Biggest intention in 2024. Release. Crystal of the year. Amethyst. Biggest thing that you're going to leave behind you in 2023. Pleasing others. Ooh, soundtrack of 2024 can be artists too. Oh, rock and roll. Oh, I love it. The food of 2024. Oh, pizza and wine. Uh, the next one was going to be the drink. Oh. So clearly it's going to be wine. Great. Outfit of 2024. Bikini. Oh, new hobby in 2024. Learning a language. Which one? Probably Spanish. Word of the year. Adventure. Movement of 2024. Yoga. Where will you be on the last day of 2024? <gasps> I hope in Scandinavia. Yay, love it. How good. All right, Fry, your turn. Quick questions. Color of the year. Lilac. Oh, love that. <laughs> Biggest intention in 2024. Let go. Mm. Crystal of the year. Citrin. Biggest thing to leave behind you in 2023. Being scared what others think of me. Oh, love that. Soundtrack of 2024. Something from Dom Dollar. I love that. Food of 2024. I want to say truffle pasta. 
Ooh. Drink of 2024? Ooh, it's got to be a Paloma. Oh, no, that. I want to be sober in 2024. Uh, uh, mocktail Paloma. <laughs> Outfit of 2024? Sweats. New hobby in 2024? Painting. Oh, I love that. Word of the year. Abundance. Mm. Movement of 2024, a workout? Walking. Ooh, love that. And where will you be on the last day of 2024? Sydney Harbour Bridge. <gasps> Bitches. Bitches on, on the bridge. <laughs> I don't think I will be on the bridge, but I will be in near proximity of the bridge. Mm. Anyway, this was so nice. I Ooh. love that this might be because I've been doing a little bit of planning, right, for my goals and my vision board and all these things, which I feel like is very much in the organizational energy. You get to have the time to think about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's challenge yourself with these questions unprepared because you have to react in the moment. Yeah. And maybe that is a really good way to start off your journal goal-setting sessions. Mm. I love that. That's great. Have you ever done anything like that or are you always just sitting down? And Do you do, you do planning, goal-setting? Um, I could be better at it. <laughs> That's for sure. I do. I do set goals. Often they're in my head. I struggle to get pen to paper sometimes. <laughs> the goal setting happens in the head. And, um, yeah, because I get so like, oh, maybe I'll make a big poster. And then it never happens. But, yeah, I'm, I want to write down some goals for 2024. I made Holly sit through two A4 paper filled with my goals for the year <laughs> i was just reciting them <laughs> it was great look i need this earthly energy with the capricorn sun that you have and the virgo rising yes so do you have any tips for our dippers that are like okay how can i maybe get a little bit more clear on what i want to invite in in 2024 mm. so let's say this is like the step before actually writing it down so I'm going to go very spiritual here yeah. and say pull a card, Ooh. you know. So this this is what I would do. I would sit down and, yeah, grab out my favourite oracle deck or tarot deck and set the intention with the card of what guidance do I need to hear with planning for the year ahead or planning for X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you're doing. And then I would, yeah, sit and absorb the guidance and then start to journal with what came out and then set some goals based off of that. Yeah. And I feel like my goals end up gravitating more towards like the emotional, more personal, um, spiritual kind of goals and less like practical, which is probably where I need your help with with the practical goals. I feel like you can have all of them. You know, I usually divide my goals by personal, spiritual and professional just to get a little bit more clear on what you want. I feel like meditation and visualization is another great tool to really get closer to what you want. I feel like for everyone, it's really a really nice exercise to do is to just doesn't really matter what you do. Taking a moment for yourself to reflect on the year that has gone and on the new year. And it doesn't need to be hardcore goal setting, writing and down resolutions, but just a moment to yourself where you sit with your own feelings, where you maybe visualize something that is going to happen in the upcoming year, or maybe you can burn some paper with writings on there, things you want to leave behind in the year, but just a moment to yourself, Mm. just to cleanse the palette for Mm. the new year. Mm. And I I think you can still do that. It's still early in the year. And you have a chance every single day of your life to change anything around. So don't get hung up on New Year's resolutions too much. But is it good to aim for more and better? Yeah. 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 No harm in that. Of course. So, Fry, how do you feel about vision boards? I love vision boards. You've probably seen the one at the back of my um, laptop, my back. back. Yes. Oh, so you're, you're a digital vision board gal. 
Well, I would love to be um, a sticky paste cloud. Um, I would love that, but I just don't have. I would have to go out and buy magazines, go to the printer, print everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just not practical. I would love to do it though. So uh, feel free to invite me because I know that you'll probably will plan this for you. I would love to be there. I definitely want to be there. But um, I love Pinterest. Oh, I'm such a Pinterest girl. I can sit on Pinterest for yes i love pinterest and i try to find images that resonate with a specific situation but also with the feeling that it gives me in the mood sort of but there is this one book recently that i have read the summary of (laughs) not the full book i wish I, i wish i could but i did the summary which is such an interesting way of thinking you probably heard of it the 12 week year have you heard of this? No. Mm. So The 12 week year. Yeah. So apparently a lot of successful people in life, they see every 12 weeks, weeks, so every quarter, they treat it as a year. So they set goals for that quarter more so than for the whole year, which I think is so good. Because if you think about it, let's say your goal is to make an extra 100K this year, right? Mm-hmm. That is huge and big. And also you have a long time period to do it, which is like 12 months. So I guess, in my opinion, a lot of humans, including me, like to procrastinate and think, okay, let's just wait and we'll see how we will go. If you divide it up in three months, you divide that big goal, make it smaller. Okay, so it's only going to be 25k extra in, I say only, but it's a Mm -hmm. fair bit, in um, three months. And you can really take more specific steps because you're going to have to get an action straight away. Mm. Also... You have multiple moments throughout the year where you can revise your goals. Because sometimes we think we want something, but we love the end result and not the journey. And when we're actually doing it, we're like, man, this is not really what I wanted. Then you have a chance to do it all over again. This is a great idea. It's not mine. It's from the, it's from the no, book. Yeah. No, I'm so glad you brought this <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Me. I just need to give credit. Um, I'm going to look up now what, what, what this person is. Okay, called. you look up the name of it. And I'll yeah. just say that often I feel like if I think about setting goals for an entire year, I get overwhelmed because I'm I'm a little bit like, oh, what do I want to achieve? Uh, is that a big enough goal? Um, how am I going to get there? Or I write it. I might write a goal down at the start of my diary and then I never look at it again. So yes. I feel like doing this quarterly is a great way to revise, like you said, revise the goal and check in with how we're feeling about it. Does it need tweaking? Yeah. The authors to this are Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington. Apparently it's something that comes from the field of sports used by world-class athletes, Mm. which sort of makes sense to me, but now it's transformed into business. I feel like you should give it a go as well. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, and I've been I've been wanting to do in terms of a tarot or oracle spread. I've been wanting to do a twelve month spread, and so this would be really great to break it then down into the quarters, Even three months weeks. and weeks, three months in a time ta- at a time. Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Well, I feel like motivated now to write down even more goals. Have a little carpool. I'm so keen. But Dippers, we want to know what your goals are for 2024. We want to know your tips and tricks on vision boards and mood setting and all these things. So let us know. Yeah, and let us know what your word of the year is. So mine, yes. mine is adventure. Mine is abundance. Abundance. 
It's in the A's this year. It is. And just before we quick, just before we sign off, I suppose we should probably say that we've got a few big things happening for each of us this year. So I'm doing another six month stint away from home. So mid year, my partner and I are going to move to England and live with his family and have Europe at our fingertips, which is what I'm so excited for. And I guess that's why I said my outfit of the year is going to be a bikini because it's going to be me, baby, in the Greek islands, jumping off a boat in Croatia. Yes. But just talking about this goal setting, I'm very much focused at the moment of, oh, yes, I'm going to be doing a six month stint away, but I need some goals for between now and when I go. You know so what I mean? We'll do the 12 week one. Oh, we'll do the 12 week one. Yeah. And, and what's your big movements for this year? I'm just so excited for you that you're going to Europe. Obviously, this is where I spent the biggest part of my life. So I just know you're going to have such a good time. Um, for me, there's a move on the horizon as well. Me and my partner are going to move to Sydney temporarily for his work and I'm just really excited it will be really good for us I feel like obviously we're engaged we're going to get married in August 2024 but I feel like it's really good for us to have like an adventure together again since I moved here three and a half years ago I just slotted into his life here Mermaid Beach Miami it's a very small everyone knows it's a very small little bubble it's a little perfect bubble where everything is nice but I'm just excited to push myself a little bit more out of the comfort zone again plus it's just I'm excited about Sydney. I love the Southern Highlands, the Blue Mountains, the Northern Beaches. It's just gorgeous. So I'm excited to explore a little bit more there. Um, this probably explains why I said sweats. Oh, yes. Because for your outfit. For my outfit, because I'm excited to make our home there homely, which is something I really like to do. And also, apparently, it's a lot colder there in winter than it is on the Gold Coast. It is so much colder. So I might there. have a bit more a feel of home of the Netherlands of Europe in the winter so I'm excited to wear my Uggs to rug up to do all those things yeah so yeah it's 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 a big year for both of us but I'm very excited for 2024 it has great energy surrounding Mm. it I reckon Mm. and bringing back that Hierophant card that you pulled at the start of the start of the pod here the Hierophant being all about change and transformation I feel like those words are so prevalent for us for the year ahead there's so much change happening there's so much opportunity for transformation so potent and this is something I've been thinking of I recently turned 29 and I was like oh my god but then I look at you and you're obviously (laughs) Holly is like not old at all she's like a couple years older than I am and I'm like okay wait like life doesn't stop when you turn when you go above 30 and sometimes I feel like that is a societal norm that is pushed upon us even if it's in our unconsciousness but I feel like I felt that a little bit when I turned 29 but look at us we're both making big changes we're trying something new the both of us like there's so much opportunity for us mm-hmm. out there and that will never stop yeah do you know what I mean yeah. and even I for 50 I know and I feel like that big milestone of turning 29 and facing 30, I obviously went through it just a couple of years ago. That's a much deeper topic, which I'm keen to dive into in a couple of weeks' time. One thing that I want to leave everyone with is a little mini mantra that Friar and I were together on New Year's Eve (laughs) and we were dancing and having a few drinks and we came up with a bit of Britney, bitch, a bit of 2024, give me more. 2024, give me more. I'm so here for it. And also I want to tell another little mini mini story now that I think about it right sometimes it feels like that one night literally 11:59 going on to 000 is a big thing we feel like everything needs to change in that moment or a different person if you want to embrace that energy totally fine you know 
go for it. However, every single time, every single second, every single day of your life, you can make a huge change if you want to. Everything can be different in every second of every day. And that reminds me yesterday when I was recovering because we had a late night from, I had a late night for me and I, I didn't drink, but I had a late night. So I was a lazy couch potato all day. And I texted Holly. I was like, Holly, it's raining so hard. I really want to order pizza. Do you think I can do it? Or is it rude for the person that's working? Holly was like, nah, nah, you're fine. You're fine. So I ordered pizza and it's pouring down rain as he arrives, the pizza delivery man. And he runs through the gate and he opens. <laughs> he runs to the gate he gets to the door i'm stressed i'm like i need to open the door quickly because this man is standing in the rain and he tries to walk in the door and just slides and falls down <gasps> so hard oh so hard and he's laying there with the rain on him and i was like oh my god are you okay i'm so sorry are you all right and he says this is the worst day of my life the whole day has been like this oh so if you've had more of the story he was fine. He had no injuries. If you've slipped your way into 2024. If you, if you slipped and slide your way into 2024 and your first day wasn't as nice because sometimes after the festive season, we do feel left with a bit of a hole in, in our bodies and in our hearts. Know that the tide will change for you. Today it's not raining as much. He will probably have a much better day on day two. Let's hope he stays on his feet. Let's hope he stays on his feet. Okay, Dippers, that is enough. We will see you next week for all things productivity. Yes, I'm so excited to chat about productivity. Um, yeah, we're really doing some serious goal setting here and like getting into action. Oh, yeah, this is Mars in Capricorn. Yes, uh we're here for it. Anyway, we'll chat to you next week. And we are so excited to be kicking off with season two yay until our parts align again we'll see you at the next dip <laughs>